0: Welcome Spartans to Halo Headlines for the week of August 30th to September 5th, part of Podcast Evolved, your home for Halo. I'm your host Aaron, and with me this week we've got Orin. Hey, what's up everybody? Yep, we are back with more Halo Headlines to keep you up to date on all the happenings in the Halo universe. But before we get started, I just want to jump in with a few socials. I'd like to take a quick moment to thank all of our patrons for their continued support Thank you very much guys, you help keep the lights on and help us do lots of good stuff. If you would like to find out how you can become a Patron, go to patreon.com forward slash Halo Podcast Evolved and you can learn more about all of the rewards and benefits that we offer to Patrons. So with that we are going to dive straight into the headlines, Oren you're going to take us through.
1: Yes, so we had two large articles that came out from Halo Waypoint and then a third article that also came out through Halo Waypoint um, about eSports, and so we'll kind of touch on that as a little bit of news there. But the the main two are the Canon Fodder issue 118 called Myth and Mysteries, and the second one is in Halo Infinite Multiplayer Technical Preview Outcomes. So there, there's quite a bit to get through in both of these. So this will kind of where we'll spend most of our day, and then we'll wrap up with a little bit of um, esports news. So first, the cannon fodder brought to you by Jeff Easterling, friend of the show, Grim Brother One. He talks about the fracture content that has kind of been, been teased and announced for Halo Infinite, where it will bring what's described as loose canon to the, uh, to the lore. And so he says, Halo Infinite will have fractured content that isn't quite canon and exists in its own branch of the lore. Season 8 of Master Chief Collection, which is dubbed Mythic, will showcase Halo in a deliberately divergent way, which is similar to what will be shown in Halo Infinite's Fractures. Whether it's a samurai take on Star Wars or a steampunk take on Batman, seeing familiar elements given a wild and far-out twist can be simultaneously can simultaneously give you a fun new thing to enjoy while also helping you appreciate the core reasons of, of why you love the original thing in the first place. So this cannon fodder showcases three kind of base armor cores, as I'll call it, since they, actually, I don't know if there are armor cores, because we're not really sure how armor cores work in Halo Infinite, but but you basically, you have your armor set, and then you have, like, variants of that set. And these are new armors for Halo 3 uh, that are fully customizable, legs, chest, and shoulder pads. And you have the Belos, the Blackguard, and the Dringer. And each one of these have four or five different um, kind of variants. Uh, there's pictures. And the kind of philosophy behind these armors are very uh, like Greek and mythological as well as like, uh, what's it called? Like like uh, knights, uh, yeah, like, like, like medieval knights. Yeah, one seems That's to be kind like of where like... I was
0: going with. One's, like, Norse mythology, one seems to be, like, European knights, and then the other one is, like, Greek sort of, like,
1: mythology would be the yeah. best way. So it's kind of, like, I got a lot of, like, Assassin's Creed vibe from a lot of these, whether it's from the kind of earlier games or Odyssey or, uh, what's what's the new one, or Valhalla. So, um, yeah, they're, I like them i mean it's there's a little bit of a debate going on uh i mean they've been adding content to halo 3 for a while now like with the halo online armors i much prefer these over the halo online armors and it's kind of weird that like they kind of pigeonhole those into the lore somehow but then these are like fractured content so they're kind of sort of different in that regard but but like like Jeff says with his Star Wars and Batman analogy, like this is an interesting way to take the Halo IP that has predominantly just been your Space Marine, and throw a interesting, weird, different coat of paint that that still fits within the mold. It's like this fun little match mashup that they do. Um, so you know Halo Infinite will have I think like the Sunobi armor effect or armor, armoring or whatever, part of the, uh, the, 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 first multiplayer battle pass. And, uh, and so this is just, I guess, an MCC variant of that. So there's pictures and everything, Aaron, have you taken a, a peek of these images and what these armors are, are looking like? I mean, more things are popping up because the season eight flighting is going on right now for the, uh, insider program. Uh, but uh but yeah what what are you what are your kind of takeaways what are your thoughts and impressions of these these fractured armors
0: i like this stuff a lot um i seen i've seen a few of the stills and then i watched halo Cannon's video on it earlier he was going into some of the details about like this sort of universes that these armors might come from with the little lore clues that we have but like we were talking before we started recording. I just happened to jump onto Instagram and they come up in my feed. And some of them are stunningly beautiful, like just that spectacular sort of Spartan helmet. And then the very much like ancient knight sort of armor and the fur-lined gauntlets and the what looks like sort of fur-lined shoulder for the cape and stuff. I don't actually know if they have a cape, but it has that look about it. It I think they look great. Um I don't think everything in Halo has to be canon because I feel like everyone was alright with Hayabusa armor, and that's not exactly in keeping with standard Halo armor. They had a sword on one of the suits. Like I think we can we can dial things back a wee bit and be like, okay, we can have this shit. It's not canon, but it's cool Uh, for me the thing that really excites me about it is like the a few people have said it now but like the potential it gives you to that like what if Halo thing for the clues in the universe like the stuff that looks very much like a medieval knight Um, Ian was basically saying the lore seems to suggest that it's from a, a universe where maybe like ancient europe never really lost that medieval streak but humanity are battling the flood so you have that like ancient plague doctor looking style to the armor and these knights (laughs) in heavily armored gear who are potentially out there in the universe fighting the flood and the i think it's the more like mythical greek looking creature armor potentially is from a universe where humanity joined the covenant I like I love the oh. idea of this shit. Like just like having a glimpse into a universe where humanity signed up to the covenant and they played to their strengths. Like you're, you know, if you're going with like the banshees and phantoms, you make armor kind of similar to that and go with that rule of Spartans in the covenant laying down the law to the other races. So I, I think it's great. Like I have no issue with it. As people said, you can turn them off, but I think fuck it. roll with it. Like, if they're going to do stuff like this and other weird things, I am totally there for it. Like, if you turn around in six months' time and they're giving us, like, the Doom armor for Infinite, like, I'm all right with that. Or a Gears-inspired suit of armor or whatever because they've put Halo characters in Gears. So there's potential to do, like, a lot of interesting things. And I, I don't see any downside to it. They're they're not having to find a way to explain these in the lore and justify them, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, I a good example of how I kind of uh, got into this was that when I think it's for this season or the or the season prior to what's going on, I think season six, where it followed uh, or where it brought the um, fire team Raven ODSTs into Halo 3, I was like, eh, I don't know why I would want to put that armor on, because, like, you know, I want to be a Spartan, not an ODST. But as I unlocked that armor in the season pass, and I started, like, matching it with other armor within the Spartan customization, I was like, you know what, this actually is pretty cool with, like, the patches and the kind of more bottle, um, like, bodyguard type of pieces, as opposed to just, like, power suit armor and and yeah it kind of gave me just like a fresh take of of what you know my avatar could look like and so I I I rolled with that and I think that's still my armor right now just because I haven't really played that much since but but um but yeah I think it 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 brings a little bit of a new life into what we've otherwise have been accustomed to with Halo for the past 20 years so yeah I, I I'd have to look at the photos to see which ones I I really like out of all of these, but I think I I kind of gravitate more towards the the um, Greek mythology ones um, as opposed to like the more medieval knight ones. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm all for it. It, it gets me excited about uh, like what other type of mashups and other art styles that three four three is thinking about and experimenting with. That um that leads us down whatever Halo Infinite is and whatever else they bring to Master Chief Collection. I'm curious yeah. why it's only Halo Three though. Like I wonder if it's just easier to, I, to program and model.
0: I wonder is but... it because they have a pipeline already in place for like taking in the uh, the Halo Online stuff and the other things? Because yeah, Halo Three seems to get a lot, but I feel like they must have put the work in. To add additional armor because they took the Halo Online stuff,
1: so it's just like maybe
0: the easiest way to get it into the game.
1: Yeah, maybe so. Um, something to note as well, though, uh, for all of these armors in Halo Three, you get all the all the armor pieces and stuff, but these helmets are available in Halo Reach. Um, again, for whatever reason, I don't think the armor pieces or you know, all that kind of stuff is available. It might just be because of how modular the Halo Reach customization is compared to Halo 3. But uh, but that's that's where it is now. So you can earn these helmets. You can earn all our, I mean, there's a lot here. So I imagine this season eight battle pass will be a uh, hundred tiers and most of them will just be all the different shoulders and stuff yeah. that you can earn along the way.
0: I'm uh, I'm all positive about this. I think the next thing we need is proper full-on forerunner inspired armor. Like that seems well, like We the... got that
1: one piece, that one piece from Halo 4 that was like a Promethean style armor, I think. That was like a DLC armor. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, maybe we we do some interesting like mashups between Yeah. Like a like, full-on didact inspired suit.
0: Yeah. Like, the, there's loads of different ways to go with this that would be really interesting. So, I'm hoping they keep it up. Like, if this is the sort of thing we're going to get in Infinite, like, I'm open to stuff like this.
1: Well, that's the direction they're definitely heading. Um, now, after they showcased the helmets and the armor and gave little lore snippets. That you can go read. There was a Q&A between Grimm and Doshu, or Dushu. I think it's a Spanish name. He's the art director for the Halo's uh, publishing team. And you can read the interview. I kind of have some uh, minor takeaways here. But he talks about how this expands out options for player expression. And that... Over the last 20 years, we've had plenty of space marine type of armor pieces, um, and that this allowed them to explore new armor motifs. and in this case, more mythology, uh, like we said between North Norse and Greek uh, mythology. Um, they were very much thinking about what's the juxtaposition between Greek mythology and just general science fiction. And this allowed them to bring in different materials that we previously haven't had like silver, uh, leather, and even fur to really push the variety and the type of armor pieces and customization options that you can have. So, uh, yeah, it, and then there's just more information beyond that. But it, it, was really, it was really great to get that context and to read about this, this mindset and uh, art direction that 3 for 3 is going to bring these types of pieces to life. So, I definitely encourage everyone who's at least intrigued by the armor to to read this interview, because I think it's something that's definitely going to be reoccurring once Infinite comes out, and even with Master Chief Collection, uh, we know that there's going to be 10 total seasons of Master Chief Collection, so who knows what the other two are, but they could be maybe Infinite-centric, uh, or just more of these fractured contents, Um But uh, but yeah, we'll kind of see how it all kind of continues. But moving on, uh, there's been a remake of a multiplayer map that was a part of Halo Online called Icebox, and that is joining Halo 3 in Season 8, and it is a reimagining of the Halo 2 map called Turf. Um, It it gives me um, cold storage vibes, and uh, just kind of other ice ice themed maps from Halo Three and um, Halo Four had some ice maps in there, and uh, and we also got to kind of round out the cannon fodder a snippet of the Halo Infinite multiplayer cinematic intro like a description, and I just wanted to read this because it just gives some context to the video as well as what we're going to be learning in the multiplayer story uh, as it unfolds throughout each season. So, Commander Agrina knows firsthand the difference a Spartan can make, a difference never more important than now. Humanity's forces are scattered. Desperate, resistant efforts have continued to fall short on multiple fronts, from Cortana's relentless martial law to the expanding power and ambition of Atriox and his banished. But there is hope. A new generation of Spartans, training in secret to become unstoppable. In this cinematic introduction to season 1 of Halo Infinite multiplayer, get a glimpse into the Academy Commander's own heroic journey and what it truly means to be a Spartan. I think the major takeaway from these two or from this snippet was that it 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 show it, like it describes Cortana's martial law and Atriox and The Banished as like a continued um, threat against like humanity as a whole. Um, You know, we've kind of been speculating how much of Cortana's created martial law uh, storyline will carry over to Infinite because we're getting a lot of banished sort of information from campaign. But but we do, you know, we know that it's going to be present. And I think this helps reiterate that it's still an important storyline that we're going to learn more about. So, um, all right, that's kind of the cannon fodder. Um, this one, I'm going to try to wrap this up a little quickly, but there was the Halo Infinite multiplayer technical preview outcomes. And it's, it's almost as long as an inside infinite blog, not quite, but almost. And it's really interesting because it gives you the context of what was liked and what was not necessarily not liked, but just needed feedback and improvement on from the technical preview we got at the end of July. Um, I also think it's important to note that the preview happened at the end of July, the beginning of August, they took down, you know, they went through all the feedback. And then now at the end of August, beginning of September, or, you know, the blog post came out at the end of August, even though we're recording this in the beginning of September, that now they're addressing the feedback they're telling us what they have already done what is in a pipeline and i think that kind of gives us players context to their their workflow and how it uh, how they're going to be taking information before it's finally implemented because we do know there's another flight around the corner we do know the game's going to come out in december so i we'll kind of get to this a little later on but with that in mind that they have all this time to prepare for the preview. It's out. It's there for a weekend. We get feedback. They implement feedback. And then they tell us, you know, the learnings. You know, that's about a month and a half uh, turnaround time to get from point A to point B. So I think that's good perspective to have for future flights that we have throughout Infinite's lifestyle and, or um, lifespan and the upcoming one that's that's presumably around the corner. So, um, they broke this down in different sections. Um, Aaron, I might just reach out to you if you have any opinions on some of the things. Um, but we started with accessibility, where there's been positive reaction to the friend and foe outlines, positive reactions to controller and mouse and keyboard remapping settings there uh There's some feedback over like an auto sprint toggle since you have to hold down the sprint button to continue to sprint. And additional feedback to alter colors and damage systems, as well as, like, the marking system. Because uh, there were some uh, accessibility options to change color in terms of outlines and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, the community just expressed more. Aaron, did you ever play around with some of those accessibility features and change your color of your Spartans and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, I did. I played about with the friend and the friend or foe outlines and that, and tweak them about. I think a few more colors would be cool. What's there is pretty good, and I feel like I settled on colors that worked for me because when I first loaded in, I struggled a lot with telling who was who. But it sort of didn't help that, you know, the enemies all looked the same and were one color, and I felt like I had a bit of bother like getting through all that. But
1: um, yeah, no, I did I play had, about with I that. Had, I had difficulty figure Because, like, the enemy outlines were red and the friendly outlines were blue. But the entire enemy team were blue. And my whole team were different colors and different armors because you can be whoever you want to be. So I was having a hard time discerning friendlies and enemies because of the blue. So I ended up changing the enemies to yellow because it also mimicked kind of the shield popping color. So I think it would be great if I could keep the outlines red because that's, that's what I kind of go to as you know, red, red is the enemy because knowing when I go against human players that their color schemes and stuff are always going to be different and not just the standard four blue Spartans that the bots have. Um, and then if the damage is able to be yellow, then to me that just gives me better feedback as a player, as I'm doing damage to their shields their shields is you know their shields aren't red or purple or green their shields are yellow um, and that's what it's been for so long so I, I I agree with the feedback that was given uh general audio the menu music and the multiplayer music with this kind of post rock vibe were very positive um, in the, sort of the reactions I agree as well I'm actually a big fan of post rock music so I was really loving the soundtrack that we were listening to. Now, in-game audio there was some feedback in terms of the needler audio didn't sound as crystallized as fans were thinking and the there's other granular controls of in-game voices that players wanted feedback and more custom customability on like the personal AI, the Spartan chatter and the announcer and all that. And also with each of these sections in the blog post there's like a developer commentary with it as well. So they talk to the appropriate team within this and they give their insights to it. So to get more context, I definitely recommend you all go out and read the blog. Uh, Let's see, Battle Pass and Challenges, like we mentioned on our previous Halo headlines, you know, challenges are currently the only way to progress the the Battle Pass. And that's definitely a concern from the community. I personally don't like that, but we'll see how it is for season one because that's the way that it's going to be. And we'll iterate from there. And, you know, maybe it's not so bad as we think. Um, But secondarily, which I didn't even think about, is this double EXP booster timer that you have. Um, It also persists through menus, and so you kind of waste EXP time while you're just waiting. But, I don't know, it seems like a weird system since we're not getting these EXP... We're not getting EXPs through uh, matches, we're getting it through completing of challenges. So you almost have to, like, stock up on challenges pop an EXP boost and then go into a match and try to finish up and clean up as many of yeah. those challenges as you can to maximize your thing. Um which I don't know, it's just weird, but we'll kind of see how it unfolds. I'm
0: wondering they haven't mentioned anything specifically about levels and XP. Will you be I know you're only completing challenges to do the uh to do the battle pass but like I assume we will still get XP and level a level because 152 was very important in Halo 5 you're going to get something in Infinite I assume we're still going to get a number somewhere like will maybe double XP counts think to so. something else that we haven't seen
1: yet no I, I think it's totally tied to the battle pass um mm. I don't think we have like a Spartan rank anymore. I think it's just the Battle Pass rank. That That'll that's, be a that, that's bit what weird. that's the vibe I get anyway.
0: Mm, I don't know so, that that, that will we'll, be a little bit weird. We'll
1: see. There might be a little bit more Battle Pass tuning in the next flight, so we'll see how that is. Otherwise, we might have to wait till December eighth. All right, moving along, we have bots. Bots were generally very positively responded to. They're a lot of fun, Uh, great addition to Halo. I'm so glad they're in Halo because I, you know, wanted bots back when I was playing as a little young person, and uh, haven't really wanted one because I just never think it would happen. But now that it is, I think it's great. Uh, a general tuning was just kind of the feedback for it though, between accuracy, logic, difficulty, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that will be continued to be expanded upon as, uh, as the bot team figures out, you know, where they are, uh, weapon drills, another, um, very positively received feature. Um, I, you know, again, I really am glad they added weapon drills. I think it's something that we really needed in Halo to like do warm ups and stuff, um, but there was some feedback that was given for tool tips, you know, different um features uh to be included, general stability, changing between drills, and overall just kind of tweaks to uh make the experience just much more fulfilling. Um Aaron, you're you're a fan of the uh weapon drills? Did you dabble dabble in some of them? Um I played about with a few
0: of them. Uh there's potential there like i only i tried a few out on the lower difficulty and then i just bounced into matches but like i see how it's the sort of thing where if you're gonna have a battle pass you know you may be dipping in and out of halo like you it could be when i was playing destiny 2 tended to be the way i went was i played for about a month i finished the pass and then i bounced onto something else for a while and came back so it would like it's got good potential there as a way to warm up and do stuff, so I'm curious to see what other Academy stuff we get with that. But I enjoyed the the uh, different drills. I was not very good at the sniping one, so that just reminded me that I <laughs> should not pick up that weapon.
1: Well, maybe you can hang out in the weapon drills a little more and get better at it. Um, right, so then we have the combat sensor, which is basically the radar. They changed it from past Halo games where uh, only like sprinting and shooting appeared on the radar, not all movement, which is something that's been played around with the like competitive settings in Halo 5 and, and other Halo games. Um, so it kind of got mixed... Reception uh, and other feedback include like height indicators and stuff like that. So we'll kind of see how the combat sensor evolves over time. The personal AI feature was very positively received. Um, that people liked the personalities. I forget which one I had, but I really liked mine. I think it was the triangle or the pyramid. Um, and then general feedback is just more customization and um, and things like that. So we'll we'll see how that goes uh metals uh i agree with this feedback that the size placement and overall art styles needed adjusting i i got a killing frenzy and like the icon was purple and i was like are you kidding like how is it why is it purple like it's been green for years purple is running riot and so on and so on so um they're tweaking that they showed like a work in progress and i think the metals look a lot better they really look like an a badge of honor that you would wear after you do some crazy kill um so i i think that's a definitely good change and uh good direction that uh three for three is working with um we talked about the friend or foe tag a little bit more um or already but they just kind of talked a little bit more about it um aiming they just want to tweak sensitivity with some feedback Um, weapons, the sniper and the skewer were a little difficult to use. So maybe that was it for you, Aaron, that the, um, the tuning of the sniper rifle just wasn't properly tuned for you. Uh, and then the hammer was also slightly, uh, mixed feelings about some people thought it was too slow. Some people thought it was too strong. I definitely was in the too slow category. I thought it, uh, really wound it up to use compared to past Halo games. Um I mean it kinda makes sense, I guess, that it's but I mean you're a Spartan, but like I don't know, I guess you could be wielding this giant hammer that has this huge but you're no, you're a Spartan. What are your what are your thoughts on the on the hammer?
0: The 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 first time I got a hammer, I picked it up, I went to hit an enemy with it, and I was killed immediately and went, What the fuck was he doing? because it was just the slowest wind-up, and I was like, no, no, that's too... I don't know what the answer is, but I get what they were maybe going for with the hammer and the big wind-up, but um, if it's going to be like that, then I'll just take a gravity mace from Atriox, and we'll just like hit people quicker. Thanks.
1: Ooh, that'd be interesting. That'd be a cool weapon. Like a smaller,
0: one-handed... Gravity mace that you could like swing and wallop people with. I think like there's good potential, yeah, there Like to the no, big two handed, it, it could
1: be quicker with, with no area of effect, or if there is area of effect, it just maybe pushes people back a little bit but doesn't like really damage them. And it could be just like a one hit whack 'em. I mean, I, ba- I guess that's basically the sword, but the sword you have a lunge, so I don't know if you'd have a lunge on this one, but um. But, uh, but anyway, so movement was, uh, you know, people enjoyed Sprint, which is crazy to think that people have been complaining about Sprint since 2010 with Halo Reach, and now it seems that there's a decent balance with it. But, uh, but further tuning needs to be handled for other movement things. Um, equipment, a lot of positivity around the grapple shot, uh, some feedback around the drop wall. Um, the HUD feedback for different tunings, same thing with the menu feedback from how it scrolls and how to equip things, and that's that's kind of everything they touched on. Um, they ended with some final remarks about the next flight being twelve v twelve for their big team battle experience. I put a prediction that I think it's going to be sometime during the window of September fifteenth to October fifteenth. I know it's a pretty big window, but I mean, I could see it being early October, but given the amount of time that they need to do stuff, it really can't be any later than mid-October. So that's that's just kind of, that's what I think. If I had to guess, I'd say like the last weekend of September at the earliest, but definitely the mid-October at the latest. Aaron, you got any thoughts on when you think the next flight might be? <sighs>
0: Yeah, I think end of September seems like a reasonable sort of time. Like you said, they're not going to go much past that because they need time to, like, go through the feedback because it's not long then. It's only a few more weeks after that, and you're into December, and then it's launch time. So, yeah, I think end of September, very, very start of October at the most, like, we'll definitely be reading feedback by Halloween.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because then they have a very limited window to tweak anything that needs to be tweaked. uh, And then whatever else they kind of put on the back burner for post-launch tweaks and reviews and updates. So Um, Then we have our designing the esports ecosystem. Um, Every month we get another little blog post from Tashi and this one is that the partnered teams have been announced if you've been following the HCS which you know, we generally don't um, but basically partnered teams um, have their own in-game content that you can purchase, they have community bo- booths during events they have ability to film different content at events and have just general um, partnership benefits with the HCS. Now, this doesn't mean they get any sort of advanced placement or other uh, perks or unfair advantages in actual competing, but those organizations just have um, a stronger bond to help grow the the HCS um, program. So, those teams are Cloud Nine, United, Phase Clan, Fnatic, G Two, Navi sentinels space station and envy and i wanted to shout out our partners over at hcs pro talk will and josh they dive so much deeper into this blog post so if you are interested in what partner teams are and what this all means for esports talk to or, you know go check out their latest episode where they talk about it um a lot of HCS uh, news have been coming out recently, so they're definitely um, busy over there. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, or actually I didn't mention at the top of the show, I mentioned it on our other show, but um, they are celebrating their 200th episode very soon. Um, So definitely take a listen to that as they have um, very special things planned for their listeners. So uh, take a listen, but... Uh, Outside of that, that was the headlines. Um, I know this is a bit longer than our usual um, headlines, but they had just two monster blog posts that I felt like we needed to get through um, because they have implications on what's going on in Halo going forward. So um, if that's all, uh, do you have any final thoughts and reactions, Aaron, before you sign us off?
0: Eh, no, I'm pretty good with it I think I've said most of what I need to I'm looking forward to hopefully the next flight kind of soonish and uh, eSports doesn't hold a lot for me sorry Um, that's pretty much it I've got most of it out of my system I think
1: very good well take us home
0: alright guys uh, thank you very much for joining us for Halo Headlines once again. If you enjoyed this episode and you were unaware we are Podcast Evolved you can go and check out the website at halopodcastevolved.com It features a library of all our shows. We have the main Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, the Halo Book Club and Bills with Blocks. Uh, Also go and listen to our partners as we said earlier Josh and Will over at HCS Pro Talk for all your competitive Halo news. like we said before they go into it much deeper and they have just a much better base of knowledge when it comes to the inner workings of halo esports and esports in general and they are going to be celebrating their 200th episode soon uh, next week and they're going to be doing something special for that so fans of halo esports it's something for you to look out for uh, once again special shout out to all of our patrons thank you for supporting the show and making everything we do possible head over to patreon.com forward slash podcast to learn more and with that i have been your host Aaron. and until next time evolved evolved